I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. This episode is about what happens in an age of cloud scarcity. Are the major public clouds going to become our next OPEC, where they regulate and control the prices to such a degree that they can literally float things up and down? In, and in doing that, does that mean that cloud compute has become a commodity where it can be traded and moved and bought from different providers with a marketplace? All of these questions and more are on our minds as we think about how the market for compute will evolve in the future. Is there a coming compute scarcity based on greenhouse gas or silicon limitations or the ability to generate power? All of these things could have major impacts on how we make choices to consume compute. But in our discussions, a lack of resources is not the driving factor that we see. It's more about the market power of the providers. It's a fascinating conversation. I know you will enjoy it. Let me frame the topic for today and we can we can do a good 30 minutes on it. Sure. Um, the, the title was the end of the elastic cloud era. Um, and it's based on conversations we've had in the past about energy, restricting energy, or just not having the resources. Um, and, and the idea of an MSP, a cloud provider, becoming an OPEC for cloud and, and saying, you know what, we're done reducing prices. We, we're ready to start raising. We, we, now, have, we now have, uh, I was just at a, a major bank's uh, symposium, and they were like, we're all in on public cloud, going all there. It's cheaper for us to be there. And I'm like, it is today. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they... they no, it's not. But 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 I think that you know I, it's not hard for us to to you know anticipate either artificial controls where they become an OPEC and start you know effectively rate you know controlling prices or not refusing or they have to do it because they they we start having energy restrictions or co2 restrictions to say I, I can't run machines for you anytime you want you know i i have to govern that right one is do y'all think that's coming and how soon if, if yes um but what's that gonna there's happen? there's presence for that already like look, look at the spot instance pricing so and, they already have the capability of adjusting pricing based on the math it, it's just that they are still right now um, doing discounts for uh, for dedicated instances, right? So, like, particularly if you preserve them for for a longer period of time. Are, um, are you referring to like AWS's you know, spot instance market? Because that's one of the most poorly run, ineffective uh, approaches to, you know, last minute requirements. And it's, I, I don't think it's that good an index. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking it as an index of what's to come, but more as a, more as a, as a 
kind of an indicator that that the cloud vendors already like if they decided that let's say um once all of the like like if they decided that that all new instances are going to be um receiving the spot instance pricing treatment oh like even if that if the instances have the same guarantees as non-spot instances which are which to be honest right now are, are still pretty low anyway um the, the vendors already have the the tooling in place to to do that um they, they yes. would they would likely yes and no because they also have you know some really extensive long-term contracts with a lot of you know their biggest uh, customers, it, it well, not even the biggest ones, the mid-sized, and even a lot of the small. So, um, I guess yeah, I, I I I take your point that they have the means by which to to do it. It would also be well. I don't think it would be. It would be pretty easy to 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 yell at them about collusion price price fixing collusion and and you know kind of behaviors that are uh against the law but um ooh, tough i i um, mean yeah the, the, it, it would there would need to be I, a, a pretty serious tipping point for them to, to actually go and do yeah. this and basically that them saying I, like we 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 really, we really can't do this anymore and what we would see is is likely uh Something similar to the IPv4 address space. Um, oh, like in, like I see what you say. So basically, con- constraining, the, basically calling on the constraints on availability and that kind of scarcity as the as the means by which to kind of uh, manipulate pricing and availability. Yeah, so, so, so basically, I, I don't even like, I don't even think it would take an illegal action from that perspective. They just have to if one if one stops producing prices, the other they don't have to collude, right? They just they just have to stop reducing, right? And we're not matched. They've already it's already tapered considerably um, from the early days. But I'm sorry, what do, when you say tapered, what are you you're talking about? The change in pricing, change in prices. There, there was there was a, a time at which I felt that the market was finding the economic price for a CPU, mm-hmm. um, and and the clouds were competing uh, partially on price and, and kept reducing like am, like people kept talking about Amazon's reducing you know always reducing prices always reducing prices I don't mm-hmm. I don't I haven't heard that for a long time I, I you know yeah. it's it's plateaued from that perspective and. You know, my I guess part of my underlying thought on the whole topic is if Amazon started raising prices, it doesn't have to be collusive. It it can just raise prices and everybody and the other yeah. providers would be like, oh, we'll follow suit. Inflation. Yay. Um <laughs> right. Okay, so go ahead. Sorry. So I've been looking at this a little bit. Because I'm waiting to see the cloud marketplace for spot instances, like uh, an auction or a trading or a something market 
based on what this company, Exosphere, is doing. And they're a cloud instance orchestration platform. So in other words, uh, you hit a you hit a threshold of what you want to spend, and they will move your instance from point A to point B to get you the savings that you want based on a budget. And they're constantly moving instances to the cheapest locations. So the, it sounds like they're a, a broker then. It, well, kind of. Um, or, or do they do they actually do not not just do the brokering, but actually the moving of the instances? They do the moving. Okay. So somebody asked me a question about whether it was a um, an investment firm. Um, somebody had come to them with the idea of starting a marketplace for spot instances on all the major cloud providers. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've dived into that one a couple this times one. in the last decade. It's it's a tough one. Uh, what's the name of the company, Joanne? I put it in the chat. Ah, it's called Exosphere. This reminds and me of, of a comment from 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 Tuesday's uh, meeting, like this past Tuesday. Um, I forgot who it was that that brought it up, but there are some there there are some groups who are trying to promote the the term super cloud uh, as in yeah uh, as in a cloud of clouds. Um, <laughs> the, the, this this would fall into under that umbrella, I think. Like I'm, I'm well, not saying that next, it's a good term next, or that I agree, but. Yeah, next Tuesday at the DevOps lunch, we're gonna there's gonna be a super Eric Wright is gonna come in and we're gonna do a super cloud discussion, by the way. So you're invited. Oh, oh that would be cool. Um, well, what what I mean, the the investor kind of angle was was different, but I started thinking about this and I'm saying, so if you put the data centers and the cloud providers and the cloud capacity of companies like the sales forces of the world together in a marketplace, what kind of savings would you be actually be able to create that may actually make an impact on the AWS of the world? Are they going to see their market diminish by this kind of an idea? Because to me, if you're running out of places to put data centers and you don't have the equipment and you can't get the building permits in some locations and you're too far away from where you want them to be, could you throw all of this where you're actually providing cloud-like services or cloud services directly into a marketplace and have people bid on spot instances? And what piqued my curiosity even more was the first little piece of that chat because Google announced for the first time that it's making CO2 friendly instances available. So you can choose sustainability as your design point and quote unquote, those are lower cost instances. I mean, they've already, they're already doing CO2 friendly data centers. So, uh, yeah, Be, being able to make it more atomic, but by, by picking 
particular instances that are less power hungry, which I uh, assume it's because there's certain low power processes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, it, 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 it makes sense. It, it also means that, that they can have higher instance density on the same uh, power footprint. Yeah, and, and and you know, I mean, Google's prediction is in the next five years, developers and engineers, systems engineers, will look at sustainability as their design point more than some of the services that are being offered because the kludge of services in a Google or AWS is now so complicated that nobody knows well enough, or there's a shortage of people who really understand those services well enough to make the right call. Now, in Google's case, yeah, okay, they're, they figured out that they need to offer the, what services do I need and use based on workload? And they're putting AI behind it to allow that to do it for you. But if you had a market that was doing the, the, price, the price perspective together with the sustainability perspective and the services, I think that would give a few of the large MSPs and CSPs a run for their money. I, I can also see that this kind of marketplace is uh, empowering the smaller data centers. Absolutely. Uh, basically make it a gig economy for, for personal uh, clouds. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the challenge that I've seen with this, though, is that the the portability unit that you're describing ends up being VMs, which is, you know, that somewhat portable, right? Because of the net, you know, you can maybe network that effectively. A lot of times people's applications end up much more dependent on and by design on the services, the other services that are surrounding the the infrastructure, right? It's not just a question of, do I have a, you know, can I move by a VM on the spot instance from one place or another? It's only going to work if you have the, the data in the right place that it's going to attach to or the other components, right? There's there's significant right. gravity. Yeah, you have to overcome that. Um, having said that, it, that, there's still a significant market for um small scale one off workloads particularly in, in the consumer space mm -hmm. so um being able to fit those workloads in between the the larger ones um has always been the the goal of of the of the cloud providers um so being able to make this even even more portable. Let let's say, for example, I, I'm I'm a casual recreational gamer, and I want to run a server for for my game. Like I don't really care where the server is hosted, as long as I can run my VM. I agree with I agree with you. I, I guess those to me are 
not the not the use cases that are that are driving price in some ways because you're 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 price elastic at that point. You could say, you know what, it's too expensive to run the server. I'm not going to run. You know, we're not going to play. Um, and then what happens? Do you repatriate it? Uh, I would think that you would, yeah, you would do that or you would, you would shift it to off peak. It's funny. There's, there's an, I heard an interesting story on the news about the natural gas price spikes. Right. Um, which, which has been really interesting and, and relevant here uh, that the natural gas is expensive, which means fertilizer is expensive. So people are making less fertilizer. CO2 is a byproduct of fertilizer production. And because they're making less of it, the price for CO2 has spiked, both because of the, the raw materials, but because of all the other pieces. And so there's a huge downstream market for CO2 um, that is is now going, it's gone up. I, I was I heard on the news 3000 percent Wow. Um which then impacts, um, you know, uh, carbonation for beverages, but it's used in packaging and and all, right? CO two is a significant industrial chemical. Um, yeah. And so what I, I what I wonder is if some of these these parallels because right we're so used to the cloud people just you know just buying and buying and buying and there's no no restrictions or limits. I understand how we could have a, a a market, but even though you could buy oil from different places or buy gas, the commodity prices all go up together. Even if you're right, it, it the the it's it's a it's a commodity, and as soon as there's some restriction on it, and or an inability, I mean, are we? I, I don't see how we don't see all of those prices go up because Amazon's going to have to come back and say, yeah, we have less, we don't have enough capacity. We've already committed it. As we were saying before, how are we, how do we eliminate, right? You're going to, they're going to have to send a price signal to do load shedding. I don't know that they will only for the reason that they're so big that sending a price signal would probably call into question those that they're looking at from a prospect perspective. Oh, I'm sorry. Say That's that again, Joanne. What, what do you mean? Um, if they send a price signal out and they start raising prices, anybody who's looking to migrate to them Wait, not migrate, sorry, on board for the first mm -hmm. time is going to think twice because they'll go back and look. I mean, there's such a focus on uh, cloud costs these days and reducing cloud cost. There was a, a chart. There's a chart I have that I can send you that talks about um, where companies are looking to eliminate cost in cloud and whether the directive is coming from CIO or CEO, where CEO is looking for overall price dropping or cost cutting measures because of the alleged recession um, that people are forecasting. And 
They're looking at ways they can save cost in using cloud. So the competition between the CSPs is increasing. If Amazon sends out a price signal now saying that they're upping the ante, any prospective customers that they would have, some of them still being very large entities, would probably go elsewhere. And I think that was part of why you know the Google uh, announcement announcements the other day are geared to the top three CEO levers, right? Sustainability, cost, and um, using AI to to give you the right, the best configuration for your bang for your buck on what you want to move. I, I've. It's interesting to to. And I'm glad you're including Google's point of view. Because I, I, they were saying some pretty radical things from what I was seeing from the the, the, the Twitter output from their conference. But it, at the same time, I don't I don't think there's any um, debate at this point on whether or not people are going to do Amazon or Amazon or, or one of the major clouds. Right. It's it's this is what you do. It This is the right way to do it. I, I don't see why what's why, why they wouldn't price up. Because I don't think they have. You don't think they've won. You don't. You don't think they. I don't. I don't. Not for the amount of repatriation that I'm seeing back to on-prem and data center um, growth, but also because I think you have the IBMs and the Googles of the world who are not considered necessarily the big Kahuna's any longer in cloud, who are creating offerings that are not only more price efficient, but also provide services that are lacking, right? I think Google's moved with AI. You know, we're not gonna make you figure it out. We're gonna, here you go, here's a tool. This is the best recommendation we can make based on your workloads. And here's what it's gonna cost you. That's a brilliant move on their part. And IBM has been doing something very similar. The one that I'm thinking is also going to get into that game is Salesforce with their industry clouds. Mm-hmm. Do you think Amazon's won? I'm sorry, do we do we think Amazon has won? Has won the battle. Mm-hmm. Won the battle, yeah. I think that if Amazon decided they were done reducing prices, everybody would follow them. I, I don't. Well, can I ask a question? Are we talking about prices for basic cloud resource? You know, you know, or are we talking about across the board, including um, branded? applications um lambda you know i i think you have to for for a company that is is in a sense vertically integrated the way amazon is my question would be to you uh would anybody suggest you know an across the board wholesale 
um, change in prices? No, but it would be to a number of people's advantage were they to selectively change certain parts of the um, of the ecosystem, either change prices or freeze the prices, and use that as a lever. So let me let me just ask a point of clarification for the the three of you. When you talk about Amazon prices or GCP prices, are you being all inclusive? Are you being quite specific about kind of basic underpinning cloud infrastructure? Uh, That is a really smart question because one of the things that, that, that our conversation has surfaced to me is Amazon, and, and I'll be specific, let's be specific to Amazon, although I'm using it as a generic, could be a placeholder. Um, Amazon uh, has a a lock-in benefit the more people invest in the non-commodity services, compute being the commodity service, maybe storage is a commodity service. But if you switch to Lambda, you are much more committed into Amazon's ecosystem as the vertical, the vertical integration than if you were just running a whole bunch of VMs. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And that's so I, I think when we talk about the end of the, a scarcity or a price signal from Amazon, they could send that signal with their instance pricing. And that is going to drive some people deeper into the vertical stack because it's because they can keep those prices low where they have even more, they have elasticity um, and it'll drive some people out looking for other uh, cheaper alternatives because it's still a portable unit. And I, I think that's a decision people have to make when they consume the, the clouds. It, it will also depend on, on, on how the scarcity is going to manifest itself. Um, for example, power scarcity is going to probably, uh, or I expect it would, it would have a different impact on on the services under pricing than, for example, um, like a semiconductor part scarcity or um, I don't know, like cooling scarcity or, or whatever. Although cooling is probably going to be tied to power, so so I, I at, at this point we, we we can just make guesses as to as to how um how did this uh uh like like the like the how how the 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 pricing is going to manifest itself. Um, compute is the easy one for us to predict because it is more tightly tied to to power and uh, and just uh, compute infrastructure availability. But we can... I... go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I I I I'm listen, I was listening. Look at that. My brain is not functioning, or my mouth is not working with my brain synchronized. Um, I was listening to what Klaus was saying, and I was also thinking about the question. 
I think it would be very hard to choose between services in this notion of a vertical stack because and and probably from my perspective anyway it would be the basic plus one or two because you you're never you're not necessarily going to be able to ascertain what services are most used by what groups like i can see them breaking out services and and providing bundles in a more um cohesive and well thought out way than they are now and that might make the difference but i think generally speaking most of the cost argument and and the which service provider do i choose is based on the basic compute and storage does that make sense um you want to just peel the onion on that last statement why do you why do you why do you consider pricing for an added value or a, an ad service or an application that's, for example, a branded application? Why do you see those being so tightly tied to the kind of cost of goods, if you want to think of the, the infrastructure portions? What makes you say that? Because what I'm hearing from people that are going through their audits, their cloud audits, is we signed on for X service and we don't even know really where it makes that much difference to us. And they're now going back to re-architect and looking at where they're where they can achieve some cost savings by dropping certain services wow. that were probably not well understood at the initial migration. Yeah. It's Clear, clearing out a bunch of your subscriptions that are no longer yeah, valid. Right? Basically, mm -hmm. that's why. Okay. Hmm. The, the other thing I, I, I'm starting to think of on, on this is based on what, what Rob said last is that um, I, I'm starting to wonder like it, if by the time of like let, let's say that the, the scarcity does happen uh, uh and we're hitting it and, and the pricing is, in, is increasing i am starting to think that um the factors that would drive to to this kind of scarcity would likely also mean that consumers are going to be driven towards the cloud data centers not away from them for example, if there's power scarcity, it likely means that large, large areas are seeing rolling blackouts or brownouts. Like then pulling your workload out of the data center means that you now need to not worry, not only worry about your workload, but your own power supply. Um, I, I'm, I'm starting to consider that, that the 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 customers who are on the cloud are going to get more entrenched because of that.
it, it basically like in other words the 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 cloud data centers are going to become bastions of stability that cannot be achieved uh at a low cost otherwise I think that's a fair from what I've heard that there 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 is an there there they're critical infrastructure and they are well defended critical infrastructure from that perspective and so so there the the bank I was at on Tuesday were saying they were saying that they find that their public cloud infrastructure services are more reliable Uh, that might not always be true, it, but um, I think you're from a power. It, it's an, you know, there's a really interesting idea with this, and this is probably since we're out of time, it's probably worthy for a, a continuing dialogue. But that um, we're getting, you know, we've gotten to the point where the clouds are too big to fail, and so if you were going to start making power shedding discussions, right, you're not going to shed one of the the top internet data centers, you might shed a data center that's managed by a whole bunch of small companies. And so we have a really, you know, this continuing critical infrastructure market dynamic, but those over time have been um, deprivatized. Hmm. You, you, you're thinking that, that cloud services are going to go the way of utilities? I, this this combined with our with our safety conversation, I think, has really interesting. Um, you know, at what point does this, this infrastructure become critical infrastructure and subject to a degree of, of regulation? Um, yeah, uh, I completely agree, and and it's it starts to look like common carriage or uh, utilities types of regulation, and. They'll collide in a few places, but yes. Sounds like a future topic of discussion then. Yeah. I have to think about that one. Yeah, I, I my my brain rebels against it as my mouth says it. So I'm I'm I've bit. been I've been I've been I've been babysitting and nurturing that one for about 12 years. <laughs> Well, and, we're glad you finally got it off your chest. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. You, we've opened we've opened Pandora's box here, folks. I got to run. It's been a great conversation. Me too. Thank it's good. You. I and love Joanne, it. Thanks Thank for thanks for pointing out the uh, the PLC uh, problem. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I it it's becoming all consuming for me, but yeah. that's another rant for another day. Yep, anyway, yep. have a good one, you guys. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. In, in this conversation, I think we opened up more questions than we resolved. It is very clear that public cloud, especially the top three providers, are shaping the market to an unprecedented degree. However, the market is starting to push back on those forces and reconsider 
how they want to take the approach. Is it to double down on vertical integration or is it to continue to look for commodities and portability? I know we are going to be discussing these in future Cloud 2030 topics, and I would love to have your participation and voice in the roundtable. You can find out when we're going to have the discussions at the 2030.cloud, and I will see you there. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently, because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly. Or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.